Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Great to be back with you today. I want to read to you from Proverbs chapter 15, verse 15. It says, All the days of the afflicted are evil, but the cheerful of heart has a continual feast. Every single day, you have a decision to make when you wake up in the morning. And this is good news. You have a decision to make to choose to have the right mindset about being a Christian or to take the mindset of this world, which is really a victim mentality. The scripture I was, um, uh, when I woke up this morning, was kind of going over in my spirit about a continual feast. The merry heart is a continual feast. But I realized this is talking about making the decision on which one you are. You know, life comes at everybody. There's things that come at everybody. There's difficulties that come at everybody. But you choose how you identify. And so the Bible says the afflicted, all the days of the afflicted are evil. For, for the person with a victim mindset, everything that comes, it's evil. No matter how, what good things come, you, you, it's, it's, there's always some bad thing behind it. You hear people, well, you know, I know we got these stimulus checks, these extra things, but it's probably because my husband's going to lose his job. Or, hey, I got this bonus at work, but most likely my car is going to break down. People either identify as I'm the person who gets pushed around in life, I'm, I'm the victim in life, or you choose to be a person who's an overcomer by what Jesus did and, and a person who's, who has a, a cheerful heart. It's a decision you make to have a cheerful heart. For me, when I was in sales, I, I learned, a lot of it came back to me just learning to look at the bright side. You know, we know through the Word of God that we're victorious. We know from the Word of God that Jesus paid the price so we could live in victory. The Bible says, thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. So how is there any bad news? You know, things can come our way, but no weapon formed against us will prosper. We, we start from victory. When Jesus died, before he died, he said, it is finished. And so that was, that was the work being done. We step into salvation and step into victory. But even just in life, you have a decision to make. You know, I started in sales and, and really sales is learning to train your mind how to think, protect your thoughts. And so there's always the bright side. I remember I would, you know, go out for sales and then there'd be days where you don't sell and you don't make any money and you were just out there all day. And your initial thought is, man, why did I even work today? I went out, I worked for eight hours, I, I was sweating, I was, you know, in my work clothes and, and I got paid nothing, zero dollars, made no money. Man, I just wish I would have taken the day off. You know, things like that. But when you can look at the bright side and you could say, well, what, even if I didn't sell, I learned today. So the lesson is worth it because this lesson is going to help me for the future. And then I'd, I'd start joking around. Someone, I'd get in the car and someone would be like, hey, man, how was your day? And I'd say, man, I had a great day. Oh, how many did you sell? No, no, I didn't sell today, but I didn't get arrested either. I didn't get thrown in prison. Uh, I actually ate food today, the food that I ate. I liked it. Uh, I, I, you know, I live in America, not Syria. You know, I, I live in the year 2021, not in 1740. Uh, the best things about life has been invented, you know, besides my relationship with the Lord, the best things in life have, have been invented. The best things that make life comfortable have been invented since the 1800s. Fried chicken was invented in the 1800s. Uh, the air conditioner was invented in the 19-somethings. Toilet paper and paper towels were invented like 1905. Those, those, I'm so grateful for those things. What am I doing? I'm just looking for the bright side. I'm choosing to put my eyes on the good things in life. I'm choosing to have a continual feast. Lord, I thank you. Things may not be 
perfect in my life. Lord, there, there may be areas where I look at myself and I say, man, I really can improve. You know, you look and you see people, men and women of God who are doing great impact. Lord, I see a day that I have this. I, I see the day that my impact is much greater than it is now. Lord, I'm moving ahead. And so if you get focused on what you don't have and who you aren't yet, and you get focused on those things, it can take the joy out of it. It takes the joy right out of life. And then, and then it's everything's too hard and everything's difficult and there's no joy. But when you can stop and look and say, man, God, you've done so much for me. Lord, I'm not who I used to be. Hey, thank you, Lord. You've made me joyful. Lord, look how you've blessed me. Lord, I'm not where I'm going financially. I'm not, I'm not there yet, but Lord, I'm not where I used to be. Lord, you've helped me. Lord, you've protected me. Lord, you've encouraged me. And you choose to be a person who has a cheerful heart. There's always a bright side. There's always a bright side. People would say, oh, how was your day out there? Oh, I had a good day. Oh, how many did you sell? No, I didn't sell anything. But, you know, I didn't get bitten by a dog today. Didn't get arrested. Didn't get kicked out of my turf. Only got cussed out once. And today was a good day. And you look on the bright side. Hey, look, I'm still alive and I get to do it again tomorrow. And I'm not discouraged and I'm going to keep going. And I learned what not to do. You know, I learned what not to do. (laughs) A merry heart is good like a medicine, the Bible says. You know, people who choose to stay joyful, stay on the good side of life. Your body mends because of joy. The Bible says that the pomegranate tree, Joel 1.12, the pomegranate tree languishes, the vine trees dried up. It says all the trees of the field are, are not producing fruit. Why? Because joy has dried up from the hearts of men. Staying joyful, staying thankful, stay, focusing on what you have, focusing on what God has already done. Man, never get to the place where you're so looking ahead. Yes, we should be always reaching forward, but that you can't look and just be thankful for what God has done. Lord, thank you that I am who, uh, thank you that you've given me a hunger for the word. Lord, there's people that I used to hang around that aren't serving you anymore. Thank you, Lord, that I'm still serving you. Lord, above everything else, thank you that I'm still serving you. Lord, there was a time in my life where I was, you know, caught up in sin and things could have gone a different way. Thank you that your spirit drew me and I came away from a life of sin. Thank you that I'm not serving the devil anymore. Thank you that my name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Thank you, Lord, that I'm healthy. Thank you, Lord, that my best years are ahead of me. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done in my family. Thank you that you, you saved my family. You know, there's always a bright side. And so you choose, to, you, you choose to be a person of a continual heart and you refuse to have a victim mindset. I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. Get that built into your spirit. I'm an overcomer. No one will stand against me all the days of my life. I'm born of God. God's on my side. When things go badly on the outside, they're going to work out for my good because all things work together to good to those that love God. There was a time where a friend of mine messaged me. I'd left my church, excuse me, I'd left my my car overnight at church and a friend of mine messaged me and said, Hey, um, uh, can I call you? And I said, sure. So he called me and then he said, Hey, I've got bad news. And I said, what's that? He said, I, I hit your car. And I said, okay. And he, I said, how bad is it? He's like, it's, it's really bad. So I, my car was in the parking lot of the church and I, and he had a moving van. And I thought to myself, it's really bad. I'm thinking like cars on its side crushed in. So I said, okay, man, just send me a photo. We'll figure it out. And I hung up the phone. And out of my spirit, I, I, you know, I, just because I carry an anticipation for good, if things look like they're bad, they're going to work out for my good. 
and I looked at my wife. I said, sweetie, it's new car time. I know that Subaru is probably only worth eleven or $12,000. That's all that insurance will pay me for it. But bless God, we're getting a new $50,000 Subaru. The day of the suit, you know, at that time I wanted the Subaru. Things have changed a little bit now, but that the, the new car's coming in. Hallelujah. And we began to rejoice. There came this excitement, like Lord, the Lord's going to turn this around. I'm not, that car's not getting totaled. And then I'm getting another $11,000 car and I'm not going in debt either. I'm not taking out a loan. So Lord, you're bringing in a supernatural provision. And this, exci- this excitement came. And then, and then my friend texts me and sends me a picture. And it's this like small little six-inch little dent on the bumper. I was like, bad? You don't, bad? That's not bad. What's that? <laughs> It's a little $300 bump. And so I was a little d- disappointed, to be honest. I was like ready. I was like, we're in miracle season. <laughs> What's that? That's, that's victory. That's putting victory in your mindset. That's putting victory in your spirit. But your body, you know, joyful people. Are, and happier people, things go better for them. There's actually a study. There was a book that I read called The Happiness Advantage. And it wasn't a Christian book. It was a secular book. But they did studies, a Harvard study, on what happiness produces. And they said that people people always put happiness on the other side of success. Hey, when I'm successful, I'll be happy. When I make my first 100000 I'll be happy. When I get this car, I'll be happy. When I get married and have kids, I'll be happy. And they said that people get those things, but there's always more, right? Oh, I get married, I'll be happy. And then it's when I have kids, I'll be happy. And when I have three kids, I'll be happy. And then we retire, we'll be happy. And people never learn to be grateful and to be happy for what they have now, to just to, to just have fun and be happy where they are. And so everything's on the other side of happiness. And they said that it's proven that people who are happy actually outperform the people who aren't. So in the long term, the the more successful people there are some exceptions, but the more successful people are the ones who can learn to be happy now. It actually is a promoter of success. So even in the secular world, the stuff that's starting to come to the surface. Now, obviously, we know there's things we don't live for our own happiness. I always have to put these these like riders in there, these stipulations. Hey, my life, my purpose on this earth is not to be happy. My purpose is to build the kingdom of God. My purpose is to serve Jesus Christ. If that means dying for my faith. That's what it means. But but on a daily basis, you know, we're in America now. We're not fighting the military. We're not being put in jail for being Christians. We're not being stoned to death for being Christians. We're not living in that time. And you have a decision to make that you can serve the Lord with gladness, or you can just always be grumpy and everything's, you know, nothing's good news. And you're focusing on the negative. They say that, that uh, people who work in the IRS have tr- can run into trouble because their whole life is scanning for negatives, excuse me, scanning for mistakes. So at work, they actually did studies where they found people who, who are IRS agents and they found them that they were more critical at home. Because imagine if you go nine to five and all you're doing is looking at paperwork and you're looking for mistakes, you're looking for problems, people's taxes, people's paperwork, all that. And then people get home and oh, sweetie, this meatloaf's a little too salty, and this is over there, and why is that still left out? And your your eye is trained to scan for mistakes. So these are people who, who's who th- they they got in the habit of scanning, scanning that it was hard to flip and just be grateful that hey, these things aren't going to be perfect, but I I don't need to pick on everything. And so people scan for the negative. But when you can start to just train yourself that when you see a negative, if there's something you need to change, change it. Put in an action plan to change it. But that you can start to look at the bright side. Hey, maybe I haven't seen the breakthrough I want to see, but I'm not going to stop giving. I'm not going to stop rejoicing. Maybe I can up my praise. Maybe there's things I can do. But Lord, thank you for what you've done. 
The Bible says, in everything, give thanks. Lord, thank you that I'm alive today. Thank you that I get to listen to the word of God and grow. Thank you, Lord, that I get to read my Bible and it's, and it's legal. Thank you, Lord, that I'm in a body, the body of Christ, that I'm in a family that goes beyond my last name. Thank you that my name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Thank you, Lord, that I'm healthy. Thank you, Lord, for good food. Lord, thank you for biscuits and fried chicken. Hey, hallelujah. I can do a little praise dance just for that. Thank you for the heaps. Thank you, Lord, for the people that you put around me who've inputted into my life. Thank you for my friends. Thank you, Lord, for the awesome people you put around me. You can choose to have a continual feast or you can choose to be a victim and identify as one of those who's afflicted. You're not afflicted. You're an overcomer. The Bible says that many of the afflictions are the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. But you don't spend your life focused on the afflictions. You focus yourself on the goodness and mercies of God. Why don't you just for a moment begin to open your mouth and thank him. Thank him for how he's good he's been. Be specific for what you're thankful for. I'll give you here 30 seconds as the, as the music fades us out here. But just thank him. Thank him for how good he is. Thank him for, for what he's done. Thank him for what he's done for you. And, and have a continual feast today over the goodness of God. I love you. God bless you. As you go, continue to thank him. We'll see you on the next podcast.